This is the Jay Che Show, brought to you by Karate Beyond. Discipline, focus, confidence. KarateBeyond.com. Let's begin. All right, we're recording Jay Che Show episode 85-ish. <laughs> I don't say it's 85. Uh, here with Kevin Dame. Welcome, my man. What's up? Thanks for coming. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, man. Figured you just lead the way. <laughs> that's what so, my that's what my wife was asking me. She's like, "So what do you want to talk about?" And I was like, "I don't know. I have no idea. I guess <laughs> we don't cover. I've never it. done this before, uh, uh, so right. I guess uh, okay. I'll let the host lead." <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, let's let's lead with this. The CDC, as of yesterday, posted on their website that. As part of their guidelines, they're removing the idea of COVID-19 being spread through respiratory droplets. Oh, wow. <laughs> they removed it. They removed it. So now. And, 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 and instead of saying respiratory droplets or you know, aerosolized or whatever particles, they put just, you just have to be, it's, you're, it's spread through within six feet oh gosh <laughs> what <laughs> what just from the mere presence of someone within six feet right <laughs> so so now it passes between souls <laughs> <laughs> it goes through chakras um yeah so they they remove that and then, like an hour or so later, they put it back up. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you know, like uh, so they were like it was some sort of like dra- like a rough draft that was posted. How do you mess that up? Do you really think it was a mistake, right? Or was, or, or was it something that you know what? Um, they really wanted to say that they just don't know, right? Right. See how people react. See how people react, and, <laughs> and then oh, it was a terrible reaction. So they, they just re- re- retracted it. Compl- this just makes me like you know what? Hey, they're scientists, and they, I am sure that they do know what they're talking about. But at the same time, they're not admitting that they don't know right. what the hell's going on right. with this thing, and that political persuasion is driving the message yeah. rather than the blunt science. Yeah. Right? What do you think? Oh, I agree. You know, cuz yeah. cuz and and I watch and I don't try not to go I try not to go through like a YouTube rabbit hole or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. And I see like the White House, right? The the press room. Camera, there's a camera overlooking the press room. They're done with whatever, you know, uh, thing that they've got. And here comes the reporters. They all get up. They're going to their, you know, leaving the room. And they're taking masks off mm-hmm. as they're leaving the room. So when the cameras are rolling and, you know, the pers- press secretary is talking and whatever, you know, the lady. Yeah, they all got the, the, the reporters all have their masks on. But uh-huh. then when the cameras stop rolling, they take their masks off. Right. Which te- which leads me to believe that we are being like wag the dog, mm-hmm. like we are being bamboozled, we are being 
led astray, man. And it is not in a fun way. No. I mean, it's 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 almost like a, it's farcical. It's like I'm living in a satire right now, mm-hmm. like a, some sort of like a you know weird movie, right? Yeah. And um, I don't know. You know, the, I mean, uh, I believe it. I believe in the coronavirus. That yes, it is dangerous. Yes, it is it's contagious. Real. It's, it's real. Dangerous. It is real. Right. right. But not to the severity in which we were led to believe. Right. I feel the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like the evidence is there that it that it exists and it's mm-hmm. real and and it and you know it it's dangerous and has killed people. But like you said, to the to the extent that that we've been presented. I don't know. No, I don't. Like, I don't know. I, like, I mean, and I, and to the extent where it caused all the, uh, uh, you know, the chaos and mm-hmm. and what it's done to the economy and shutting and, people and down, business people that have have likely uh, suffered losses that they'll never recover from. Right. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> I mean, enough. Enough is enough. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so it, to make matters even worse, we've got the elections, right? Which, which I feel like is the primary driver to what's happening right now. And I'm not pro-Trump, mm-hmm. but I'm not pro-Biden either. Right. I'm not pro-anybody at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's put a sensible individual in the office that's, that wants to look out for the United States as a whole and for the people as a whole. Yeah. Not, you know, hey, I'm team Democrat. Um, team elephant, right. you know, or what have you. I'm a, pr- I'm pretty much a centrist mm-hmm. in, a, in a lot of ways. And then I see, you know, ads from both sides, just bashing each other, bashing oh, yeah. the other. That's what it's all about, right? And then, but then I look at, you know, video clips of Joe Biden losing his marbles <laughs> on live television. Yeah. The Despacito thing. I didn't see that one. What is that one? <laughs> he was down in South Florida, I think it was, and walked up to the podium with uh, with his phone out and to try and, and, and gain popularity with the Latino voter was playing the song Despacito. No way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you got to look that one up. It's all over, all over YouTube. Oh, was he dancing to it? I hope not. Oh, jeez. I don't think he was. He was just kind of. When you look at Joe Biden, circa Obama administration, you know, he wasn't young then. Mm -hmm. You look up Joe Biden now running for the presidency, and you're like, oh, God, no. What is he, 76? I mean, he's so old. (laughs) He's so old. And he is losing his mind. His is. His mental faculties are diminishing by the hour, and doesn't and, and that doesn't frighten people. If he is seventy six, that means if he's elected, then by the end of his term, this guy's eighty years old. That's so old. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, and 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 for and for the Democrats, people that are hardcore Democrat, you know, what? I love you guys, right? I love everybody, but. Doesn't that give you some pause? Mm-hmm. Really? You know, I, I understand you're voting for your party and not for the man. Mm-hmm. I get it. But that dude's going to have 
the codes to the missiles. <laughs> he's the one that, you know, he's the president. Yeah. He can say yes to anything. <laughs> and it could, you know, how, how is how reliable is that? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, hey, look, I get it. You don't like Trump. You know, I don't like Trump, you know, but it, at least he's, you know, clearer of mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, you know who I wish would have run, who, who would become president? Who's that? Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah? Yeah. I think she's spot on. Don't know too much about her. Exactly. Yeah. But everything that I've seen of her was like, wow, she's really sensible. She's very much a centrist. She's a, a you know, military vet, you know, served and has been, you know, in government for how many terms now? Two terms, mm-hmm. I want to say. She like check marks all the the things that you would want out of someone that could right. potentially uh, be a president. It always seems to be the case, though, where you've got your two main candidates, mm-hmm. and then others in the mix. And it, it seems like every election, there's a, a handful of those others that you're like, man, how awesome! Yeah, does this guy or gal seem and right um but and, and they but it makes you wonder yeah you know uh, i think it's what just, it's, it's really all about the the party mm-hmm. the party and like playing ball mm-hmm. for your team yeah you know and uh i don't know man it just seems like there's a, a whole hell of a lot more going on than as simple as hey let's put the put the best person for the job exactly up there right yep. which is you know which is very simplistic to say from a layperson's perspective from a citizen's perspective mm-hmm. but at the same note though it's like man that would be really nice if that were to happen i mean yeah think about it it probably happens a lot in companies and mm-hmm. so maybe it's not so far-fetched i mean yeah a lot of times people who advance are, are those who are for the team rather than right playing you know, who playing might be the game the, who right. might be the best uh performer and have the highest sales or or whatever the case may be sometimes that happens joe biden got off the plane and not to like rail on joe you know know, brandon needy you're gonna listen to this episode and be like hey you know what he's gonna you know he's gonna he's 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 not a self-centered person you don't want a self-centered person in the office yes i agree but the dude's losing his marbles right now (laughs) okay he got off a plane and he was waving to an empty field there was no one in that field to wave to (laughs) Joe Biden, he was waving to an empty field as if there was a crowd over there. Wow. Not good. (laughs) Not good. Anyway. All right. Enough of the politics. (laughs) Um, Tell tell us about you, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So kind of like we talked about before starting recording, Mm -hmm. um, I'm another Asian American. Yeah. Um, I was uh, born in South Korea on the air force base. Nice. Um, my dad was in the air force, served 20 years. Yeah. Um, and, uh, my mom comes from a big family over there. Okay. And the reason we ended up in Lakeland, Florida was because when my dad retired, um, her only sibling who had come to live in the United States with her husband lived mm-hmm. right here in, in Lakeland. So, <laughs> so that's place. why we ended up here. Yeah. And we've been here ever since. I've, yeah. We moved here when I was four. Right. So really all of my, memories are here yeah. so i kind of consider myself a native right of the area well i mean so. you're you're yeah i mean you moved here when you were four i think i was here when i was five or six mm-hmm. uh was it and 
I mean, I have very small memories mm -hmm. of Korea, but they're not nothing substantial. Where mm -hmm. you say, "Hey, you know, I remember Korea vividly mm -hmm. uh, for 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 whatever reason." Mm -hmm. Did your mom ever try to get you to speak Korean? Not really. No, she didn't yeah. push it on you. I, the only Korean I know is from taking Taekwondo and learning how to count <laughs> in in it. both uh, uh, both methods of counting. Oh right, yeah. There's um, two ways of counting. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like instead of saying like first, second, third, one, two, three, or the actual yeah, numbers. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the basic, you know, Anyang Haseo. Right. Hello, how are you? And yeah. that's about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so you're. Your your dad and your mom made a made an effort to 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 move you here to to Lakeland, or they they moved you here to Lakeland, or you guys moved to Lakeland. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't like much of a culture shock, right? Because you didn't know anything about about Lakeland at that point, right? Probably not. My dad and, grew up in in uh, Rhode Island, so uh, for him, I'm sure it was a bit of a culture shock. You know, I mean, he said from, yes to coming to Lakeland. Yeah. And he could have moved back to Rhode Island. Yeah. Right? I guess, because all his family still remains in New England, uh -huh. uh, Rhode Island, That's really New Hampshire, cool, cool Maine. That's dad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess that that giant shock and to try to ease that, like, hey, you're one sibling who's over here in the States. Mm -hmm. Let's, you know, Is go, be, be, go be near her. Right. Yeah. That's really cool of him, man. Oh, man. Um, locally... <laughs> You do mortgages mm -hmm. around town. You help people get into houses. Mm -hmm. And uh, l lately, I, I, j I get so many emails from you guys. Mm -hmm. So far as like the, the marketing part. And uh, you don't expect that from your mortgage guy. Right. Right. And I think you guys go hard in the paint with letting people know that, hey, you're around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess it's... Uh uh, uh, largely a, a one and done type of industry. Yeah. Um, because yeah, like, I don't, I remember when I got my mortgage, I was like, as soon as I talked, did, did my mortgage and that was it. Yeah. I didn't hear same, anything from, from anybody same with me when we bought yeah. our home, yeah. I never heard a single thing from, right. from them. And but like you, every like birthdays or whatever news comes up and you guys are just like, you know, just let people know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, what brought you into mortgages? Uh, it's funny. We always talk about how, you just kind of fall into the business. Okay. Um, everyone's story is just kind of falling into it. So um, it, it all started for me probably eight years ago uh, when I used to sell cars. Okay. And I had a client referred to me who was, you know, the guy that I work for now. Uh -huh. And uh, they became a customer and sold them a couple of vehicles over the course of the next few years. And yeah. it planted that seed because um, if you've ever met uh, Robbie, the guy that I work for, um, you know, just a, a very big personality yeah. um, and, and really draws people in. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things where that kind of planted the seed. I was like, that guy's pretty cool. And he seems to have a really cool job mm -hmm. and, uh, and and loves what he does and seems to be doing pretty well. So right. that kind of planted that seed where mortgage business was always in the back of my mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, when I decided to get out of the car business, um, I took a a brief couple of years and worked with some friends in the insurance yeah. industry uh -huh. just uh, as like a personal lines, independent agent. Right. And that bored the crap out of me. Okay. Um, I, I didn't like, <laughs> I didn't like that at all. So I was always, you know, going from the car business, which is fun and you know, right. you're helping people obtain something that they're like, wow, look at what I got. Yeah. And then yeah. to selling a sheet of paper with a 
confusing bunch of numbers on it. Right, right. Um, just, I guess, for me personally, that excitement was gone, so I was yeah. always looking for that. Yeah. And uh, after a couple of years, I reached back out to him and was mm-hmm. like, hey, I might be interested in uh, making a career change. What can you mm-hmm. tell me about it? Yeah, and yeah. One thing led to another, and right. that was uh, 2016. Yeah. So, oh, what were you selling? Uh, what kind of cars were you selling? Uh, I worked at the Honda dealer at the up Honda. here in North Lakeland. Okay. Yeah. Right, so that was right. fun. Yeah. Sales. If I had to tell uh, any young person to had to learn a specific skill set, mm-hmm. a uh, a person to person skill set, sales would be the one. Oh, I agree one hundred percent. Because you get to learn the art of persuasion yeah persuasion right. communication uh-huh. and developing a rapport and a relationship right. with someone yeah and it's funny yeah. like i resisted for a long time getting into the car business because Why? um you know just the 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 stereotype okay. of like oh the slimy car salesman right, right right and 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 i still don't think i'm anything like that personally right, and right. and before that i probably would uh have considered myself a little bit shy and reserved yeah. and still maybe to some extent. Yeah. Um, but I was like, ah, I could never do that. <laughs> like you, you telling me that you were in uh, car sales, it actually, it, it does surprise me because, <laughs> because, you know, I see you and you, you know, you come to the dojo with your kids and one of them, we see you guys, uh, you and your wife out every now and again. And you're always so like relaxed and reserved and like on the quiet side. Mm-hmm. So when, when I, when you just told me that you just sold cars, like really, yeah, you know, well, you know, what's funny is like, so, so that's why I resisted because like I could never do that. I'm not that guy. Uh-huh. But um, you know, I started. I, I always, I always try to be a student of everything that I do. So yeah. even before when I started to make that transition, I started to research a lot and I found out about um, Grant Cardone, yeah, who's a big sure. sales trainer. And back right. in those days, he was only uh, in the car business. Okay, like you know, now he he is just trains everybody. Right. Um, but he was he was honed in on the car business, and I started researching him and watching some of his uh, you know YouTube videos and sales yeah. technique techniques, and came to the realization like you don't have to be what you know I thought and what I think the general population thinks a car salesman is like right. you can be unexpected. Um, yeah, it's almost yeah. refreshing I think to yeah, some extent. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so I think that was. Um, something kind of clicked mm-hmm. and I was like, eh, you don't have to fit into one peg in order to be successful in, right. in sales. Like you can take a consultative yeah. relaxed approach sure. and it, it, it did wonders. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would, I would imagine because I mean, I have a, 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 a pretty decent uh, or sizable sales background. Mm-hmm. So like I sold mortgages for a while mm-hmm. back in the heyday, um, pre, uh, eight yeah right and I was in a place in Beverly Hills California at a uh, at a mortgage house that was straight out of Wolf of Wall Street yeah a little boiler room and- it was a boiler room yeah like it was you know everything that you could possibly imagine that hap- happened that's debaucherous mm-hmm. about being in that <laughs> environment <laughs> like I lived it right yeah um, but it taught me a lot though mm-hmm. it's like the the power of being on the phone with someone that you've never met yeah and to gain their trust mm-hmm. and to get the sale it's actually quite thrilling yeah it's real i mean for, for me it was like like quite a thrill it is right? and it wasn't small money either. right and that's probably like i said what uh 
what what when I left the car business and did insurance for a little while, it's probably yeah. what kept you know that yeah. fire was still there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that thrill because it's still it's still the same thing. It's the right. selling over the phone. But yeah. I guess uh, when there's I don't know. It's just different when there's nothing concrete at the end. No yeah. prize. At right. The end. Right. Well, I mean, but now though, I mean, you you actually legitimately get to create a relationship with the people that you you know live with. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you're 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 you know friends and colleagues and uh, acquaintances that mm-hmm. you're getting mortgages for, and you know they remember you yeah. because they're the one that you know you're the one that helped them get into their house, mm-hmm. and that's that's pretty powerful yeah right yeah it's fun yeah, I, I love yeah, what i do yeah, yeah. um t- tell me uh so you didn't go to the military or did you go to the military after after uh, high school no no never you're, never, you're, really you're, you never had the draw to go like because your dad was in the military or not, anything like not that? really no. the only time i ever had any draw to go was uh i started my college career on the on like a, a pre-med pre-dental okay path yeah and uh, you know they have that program where um, if you if you serve four years, they'll pay for your four years right. of medical or dental uh-huh. school or or whatnot. Yeah. Um, so that was the only time that I ever even had Considered. any any inkling of it. Yeah. yeah. But um, after one year at UCF, that that quickly changed and right. went into business administration. You know, marketing mm-hmm. uh, concentration. So yeah, yeah. Your mom didn't push you because, as most Korean moms do. <laughs> you got to be a doctor. You got to be a doctor. You got to be a lawyer. You got to, you know, something. The, yeah. the 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 goals that your that Korean parents have for their kids are so lofty. Yeah. But I think you got it good because your dad wasn't Korean. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you combine the uh, Korean mom with the military dad. Yeah. And you know, it was a it was a very structured household. And how strict were they? Um, looking back. I, I think growing up, I thought they were pretty strict, but right. looking back, they really weren't. Right, um, right. Uh, I'm I'm practically an only child. I have a right. couple of stepbrothers, but they're yeah. much older. Uh-huh. Um, so all growing up, it was it was really just me and them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking back, I think I I actually had a lot of freedoms and mm-hmm. and flexibility, and and they let me try a lot of different things, whether it be sports or martial arts or yeah. music or yeah. you know that kind of stuff. So. Uh huh. Okay. Um. Your kids, mm-hmm. right, are much like you and your wife. Like they're pretty <laughs> reserved. Oh gosh! And they're like they're they are like really literally the sweetest kids. Yeah. Uh, your Houston is one of Karate Beyond's like first. Yeah. First kids. Yeah. To have ever stepped into these doors. Yeah. At three years old. No, right. Sawyer's doing it at three. Yeah, and it's amazing to see because he was just so reserved. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, not aggressive, mm-hmm. but now seeing him in the classroom, he's like, he's like the top dog, mm-hmm. but still retaining his like sweetness yeah. and, um, well, I mean, innocence, of course, mm-hmm. but, uh, but it's, a, it's amazing to see him being like assertive now mm-hmm. and being like the leader of the classroom, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is attributed to karate. Um, he, he's like a spitting image of me. Yeah. Like he looks like me when I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, he acts a lot like me. Yeah. He's hard headed like me. Right. Um, uh, Sawyer doesn't show it as much here yet, but he's, he's, he's the outgoing. Um, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Sometimes in public settings, um, 
it really shows like we'll go to the grocery store and we'll, we're wheeling the cart around and he's, he's saying hi to everyone as they pass. Oh, that's good. And I think that, uh, is your he, wife like that? Um, to an extent. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's funny because I, I think he thinks that the word grandpa is not just like his grandpa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, he thinks it's just a word for like an older gentleman. Uh-huh. So he'll, we'll, we'll be walking around in public. So he's like, Oh, Hey grandpa. Hey grandpa. Hey grandpa. <laughs> and we're like, dude, that's not your grandpa. <laughs> but but you know, but the other adults are probably like, oh, that's really cute. Yeah, that's cute. You know, yeah. that's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if, if you if you were to like tell your kids uh as they get older, like a few words of advice, you know, I, I have to tell these um to like the teenagers and to like the young adults that are transitioning uh to leaving the nest mm-hmm. right and i have to give them like some words of advice do you have any preset ones that you're, you're going to remind yourself to tell your kids um i think a big one and uh I, I think it's important especially in this generation growing up in the social mm-hmm. you know uh social media age yeah is uh not to worry so much about what people think yeah um but you know be concerned about how you make them feel mm. um so always keep that in mind um, and then just a lot of the stuff that people aren't being taught these days, and I see it all mm-hmm. as a mortgage loan officer. What's that? Um, people are not learning about taking care of their credit, mm-hmm. um, their finances, things like that. I'm, I, I feel incredibly fortunate that mm-hmm. my parents took an active role in that. Like I was learning about credit when I was 15 years old. Oh, really? Um, okay. And, and being prepped for that. Like my dad would sit me down and tell me like, when, when you reach this age, we're going to get a credit card. My name's going to be on it. Here's what it is. Here's mm-hmm. how you use it. Here's what you do not do with it. Yeah. Um, and, and same thing. We're going to, uh, when it came time to buy my first vehicle, like I'm going to co-sign. Here's what that means. Right. Don't screw this up. <laughs> you know? So. And they put the fear of finance in your mind right yeah, away. Yeah. yeah. But, I wish, I wish my parents would have done that for me. That didn't happen. But, uh, <laughs> I, I feel incredibly fortunate for that. And yeah. it's interesting cause you know, they're five and three and a good friend of mine, um, I like to exchange books with people. Yeah. And a good friend of mine, uh, did something cool. He gave me a, a, a book about a kid's book about learning about personal finances huh. and they love it. Like they ask to read it on, on a nightly basis. What's the name of the book? It's called the, th- uh, the four money bears. And it teaches bears. them about the, the four bears are like the spending bear, the saver bear, the investor bear, and the giver bear. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of talks about, you know, those four pillars, if yeah. you will, yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of personal finance. And, uh-huh. and, it, and it's so just like dumbed down. And I'm like, man, some adults should probably read this. Yeah, actually, I probably need to read it myself. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so, I'm going to look that up. The four money bears. Yeah. All right. All right. It's really cool. Okay. You know, I had to tell... Um, some teenagers that were about to go off to college about what to expect Mm -hmm. your freshman year, Mm -hmm. right? And how ill-prepared the majority of us were Mm -hmm. about going into college. I mean, I know I was. Yeah. Like, freshman year was absolute train wreck. Yeah. It was, I'm always not prepared. It's It's a shock. You know? They had to have that level of freedom to be away from your folks, your, you know, all your, uh, well, maybe your friends, you know, you meet up your friends, um, from high school that Mm -hmm. go to the same college. But anyway, they just, 
almost there should be like some sort of rule book or mm-hmm. some sort of guidebook <laughs> to let freshmen know what to do and what not to do yeah. and things to avoid and yeah. things to really gravitate toward well, because the funny part about that is when you're 18 years old if you're handed a list of here's the things not to do you're like I'm going to try that <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do every single one of those things right exactly yeah because I mean I remember my freshman year you know it was not good academically. Yeah. yeah. It was not good. But in the other ways, in the social ways, mm-hmm. it was very good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it, it, you know, I and mean, the people that listen to the show, I mean, they, they're probably thinking to themselves right now what their freshman year of college was like. Yeah. And if I had to go back and tell myself, hey, man, calm the hell down. <laughs> really? You know, just take it easy. Yeah. Take your time. Now you There's went no to uh, I went, uh, went to US? University of Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was not good. <laughs> I, I, t- I told one of the guys, I said, look, you know, you're pretty smart. Think about this. Just consider this. Take the first two years and go to Polk State. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. You know, it's going to suck. Yeah, I know you want to get out of town, but you're going to save a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. You're gonna ease into you're gonna ease into the transition of being a college student rather than a high schooler. Mm-hmm. It's gonna give you time to calm down a little bit. Yeah, like your hormones are raging. Just, just get you calm down a little. Yeah, you know you'll still be around your family who will support you and et cetera. Just consider that. And and you figure a lot of things out in those two years too. Yeah. Um. Do you follow Mike Rowe at all? Isn't that the guy that did the dirty jobs? Dirty jobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so he's um he's big on like the current state of education. He's the one and that pushes trade school. Yeah, like, like he's got know, the big scholarship fund mm-hmm. for for kids who desire to go into trade school, which is yeah. in super high demand. Right. Um, because for decades we've been taught go to college, That's right. get a degree, and mm-hmm. then the trades have been you know kind of Lacking. left behind. So yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. huge demand over there now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, you know, he, he had a big dissertation, kind of a video that he put on his social media, and he's, he's talking about, you know, uh, college and the cost of secondary education. And he's like, you're asking these 18-year-old kids to go figure it out to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars in many yeah. cases. Yeah. Um, and and you're, you're asking them to take out loans when the same kids would never – be able to go out and and get approved for like a small business loan or right. something like that, but you're letting them take out hundreds of thousands, yeah, um, to to go and figure it out. Severe and, debt, yeah, right out the box. That, that's what scares me the most about you know uh, my kids growing up and and mm-hmm. going off to college and stuff like that is just the the incredible cost of it. Yeah, nowadays, and it's like, is it really? Yeah, does, but, is the, does the benefit is that really it, beneficial? It, yeah. Right? You know, because, because number one, there are 17, 18 year olds. Mm-hmm. They're still kids. Mm-hmm. And I can say that with confidence because I was a complete chimpanzee at that mm-hmm. age. And two, it's a whole hell of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, and three, you don't know anything. You, right. don't, you don't have no direction. There are those rarefied few individuals that you and I could maybe count in a handful, mm-hmm. right? that have actually got their shit together right. enough at that age to know they're where they're going to go. Yeah. Right. There are very few of those guys. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, hang back, mm-hmm. hang back, 
do two years at home. I know it sucks. You want to get out of there. You want to go and party and, you know, all that. But trust me, it's going to be worth it in the long run. Mm-hmm. Hang back mm-hmm. or, or not go at all. Yeah. Or just say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to go dive straight away into college. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a year. What what do the the that was that the gap year that the Europeans do, where they just one year they're just not you know they're working mm-hmm. or they're traveling or doing something to kind of like reset right. themselves to to figure out what's right. going on with with their lives, because you know when I graduated with college with a degree mm-hmm. I was like what the hell did I just do to myself yeah why am I here right now right what and, now you know and and getting my first job. Sitting in a cubicle, staring at a computer screen, going, "What? This is it? Is this supposed, this is supposed to be where I'm supposed to end up? No! Like no! I'm I messed up. Yeah, I messed up bad. Yeah, man. When I graduated uh, college in 2008 was, of course, when the economy was Tanked. not so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the job market was awful, man. Mm-hmm. I I had a hell of a time trying to find, a find job. something. So. I ended up back home mm-hmm. and uh, managed a restaurant for a couple of years until Which I... Which restaurant was it? Uh, gosh. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I love that place. Yeah. Yeah. So they had opened up a downtown location. Yeah. Um, and I ran that one for a couple of years until I ended up in the in the car business. But yeah, um, yeah there was just... I, it was crazy. Like, I was that guy who put on a suit and tie and drove my ass all around town, uh-huh. Lakeland, um, just going wherever... Um, Edward Jones Financial, um, trying to different, find a job. different places, you know, financial advisors, yeah, different yeah. things like that. And, and the, the theme was the same everywhere. Like, oh, we appreciate your assertiveness and, you know, yeah. uh, and, and you coming in here, but, you know, we're, we're only looking for individuals who have five years of experience. And I'm like, well, how the hell do you get that? Where, where can yeah. I go to get that? Right. And I never, you know, could find the answer at that time. So uh-huh. yeah. it's just, it's just weird looking back on all that and yeah. then seeing everything that kind of transpired over the years to end up where you know we are now. where we are now yeah so. i mean i mean if you had to pick a, a moment in time to go looking for a job i mean you picked the, that was the absolute worst oh, it was time. the worst i was looking for anything under the sun yeah. you know yeah uh insurance financial advising um uh, you name it i probably sent out hundreds of, of resumes and right. swept my ass off driving yep. around town in that stupid baggy suit and tie that didn't even fit <laughs> me. And <laughs> But, uh, but it, you know what though, there's something to be said about that because it built fortitude. Yeah. It created some resilience, yeah. right? I mean, to, to be able to have that, that hero's journey, right. if you will, right? Because everyone goes through it or everyone should go should. through it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I want to go back on, uh, so we're talking about exiting college, mm-hmm. right? And this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately is um, why at that point is it the norm for us as a society to end our journey of learning and being coached and mentored and taught? Mm-hmm. When uh, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day, it's like, uh, so so you're telling me at that point in your life, you're 22, you've just gone through all the levels of schooling and, and maybe college and right. you're supposed to just have it all figured out now. Like now is the most important time of your life to, to have someone there for you yeah. in my opinion, because now the real responsibilities 
begin and the real problem we think we have problems when we're in high school and college but no they're, they're just beginning they're <laughs> they're, 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 they're beginning. not real you know yeah. they're i mean at that point in your life they're perceived yeah. as serious sure know, friend right social, social issues yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, things like that but um so i just find that interesting like to me, for many that's the last day they'll ever pick up a book right um it's the last time they'll seek out mm-hmm. mentorship whether it's with their business or their spirituality or, yeah. you know, their finances or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's just interesting to me that that's the norm. And it, <clears throat> for many people it is right. Cause they, they stop <clears throat> hustling. Mm-hmm. They stop grinding. Uh, I mean, for me, I, I consider myself and forever will be a student, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's a student of martial arts or whether it's a student of just other things to learn mm-hmm. constantly, like, um, you know, I have mentors, right? And I and I seek out mentors yeah. all the time, right? You know, whether it's in the world of finance or mm-hmm. whether it's in the world of martial arts or mm-hmm. or even in athletics and or, or what have you, you name it. I seek out mentors, and yeah. I think those those people that do understand the value of continuing your education and knowing that you're not a finished product, mm-hmm. right? Um, and but you can see that those that don't don't mm-hmm. and maybe you know maybe they're better off for it right mm-hmm. i wish a part of me wishes that i i weren't the way that i'm wired mm-hmm. you know to constantly like search and seek and feel out i and i'm never satiated right right this the moment of satisfaction is i maybe had it twice in my life mm-hmm. and it was the most and, and it was the most the feeling was fantastic mm-hmm. it was euphoric but it it went away slipped Short-lived. through my fingers yeah. well, slipped through my fingers within 20 minutes it was gone right i wish i could have that feeling if you can bottle up the feeling of satisfaction mm-hmm. and you know sell it mm-hmm. <laughs> in pill form or what have you it would sell like hotcakes yeah and not not the feeling of uh euphoria because mm-hmm. euphoria you can find euphoria and excitement everywhere right Right, you can it's, work out and feel it. You can right? work out and feel it. You can work out. You, you know, you could you could you could drink something and feel it. You can mm-hmm. be with someone and feel it. But, but and it, it this is quick. Come yeah. and goes. Come and goes. Come and goes. Right, that dopamine hit. But the 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 feeling of satisfaction of true satisfaction mm-hmm. over something. I think that's what I chase. Mm-hmm. Right, because well, I'm think, never satisfied. Well, I think we just have to be aware. Um, you know, people who are wired like that, I think just need to train themselves to be aware mm-hmm. uh, of when a, a small win has occurred. And, you know, it, it could be daily, it could be weekly or right. not, just to at least have that, you know, yeah. that feeling and, and not always uh, almost feeling that you're not mm-hmm. accomplishing what, you, what you're setting out to do. I wonder if accompli- see, accomplishment is accomplishment. Mm-hmm. But satisfaction is satisfaction. Yeah. Right? They're, for me, those things, those two things are very distinct. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, getting my workout done in, in the, during the day, mm-hmm. right? That's accomplishment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not satisfaction. Though. Oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like this, this ultimate sense of ease and calm. Yeah. Right? Not saying that I'm not ease and calm or anything like that. Um, but 
there is that level, mm-hmm. right? That I that I continuously seek. Mm-hmm. Any mentors in your life right now that you seek out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, I, I'm a member of a of a of a coaching organization. Okay, that's it's mortgage based. It's mortgage right. and real estate based. Yeah, but it's extremely holistic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so not only are they trying to train us to um, build our business and build a team of good people and become good leaders, but also take care of your personal finances, take care of your relationships or your marriage, um, mm-hmm. relationships with your family, your kids, um, even your spiritual beliefs, whatever those might be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's interesting because it's, like I said, a mortgage and real estate based coaching group. It's like a mastermind um, of some kind. Um, I'd call it more of a, of an accountability, hmm. uh, coach okay. Than, okay. than mastermind because you do have one-on-one right. uh, like bi-weekly yeah. uh, video conference calls with, with your coach and, a, and two other people who are in your coaching group and, yeah. and, uh, and, and we've got to, you know, it's like going back to school. We've got to turn in homework mm-hmm. every other week um, and, and track everything that we're doing. Right. Uh, How do you know when, one, when a member in your group <clears throat> is fucking up? Uh, because everything is super out in the open and public. Oh, really? <clears throat> we see each other's financial statements. Oh. Uh, we see what the other people are doing on a, on a weekly basis. Um, so so it's, it's out there in the open. Um, no kidding. Yeah. As in, like, you'll take <clears throat> your bank statement and you'll take a picture of it and, like, essentially you know minus of course you know just scratch out your essentially like like different uh uh pay logs that Mm -hmm. we're required to turn in and whatnot so it's not necessarily like our personal bank statements but right you know financial statements that we put together running the business and that's hardcore it's it's super transparent yeah um so it's interesting so no no hiding the results no Mm -mm. yeah because the proof is always in the pudding yeah no hiding it yeah whoa so that's uh, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a member there. <clears throat> I, I consider my boss a, a personal mentor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Robbie Sampson? Mm-hmm. Is it right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he'd yeah. be another good guy to reach out for the show. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. Okay. Um, this is the question that I ask everybody on the show. Mm-hmm. What do you want? What do I want? What do you want? You can give multiple answers of this one. Yeah. Um, for me, um, the, I don't know if you want to call it a journey that, that I've been on maybe for the past six months to a year has been to establish a high level of discipline in my life. Mm. Um, so that's what I've been, been working on um, because I'm realizing through mentorship and, and reading and whatnot that, you know, uh, they say motivation is fleeting. It, it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crap, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, discipline is, is what, you know, uh, really separates those who are doing what they want Mm -hmm. and have that freedom in their lives and have the, the great relationships. Um, the, the equivalent is, is the discipline Mm -hmm. in in life. So Mm -hmm. I think to a lot of people, when we talk about discipline, they almost feel that it's, uh, restricting, but as you look more into it, I think it, creates more freedom right in in your life so, because so jocko willink you right there y- you have control you know we're all given the same amount of time mm-hmm. but the ones who are disciplined to use that time uh, in their favor in all areas of their life mm-hmm. and not just kind of 
playing everything by ear, um, experience the most freedom and right. maybe so, the most satisfaction. Sure, I sure, don't know. sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Jocko Willink, who yeah. that is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, um, dichotomy of leadership, mm-hmm. uh, extreme, extreme ownership. ownership. Yeah. yeah. Um, he says discipline equals freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's that's right there. Okay, yeah. that, that's that's a good answer, dude. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. what I've been searching for. It's super hard. Yeah, it's probably one of the hardest things to instill in your life. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, even trying to wake up at the same time every morning, I failed at that already today. Yeah, what time uh, do you try to wake up in the morning? Uh, about five, five fifteen. Okay, all right. What time are you going to bed? Uh, well, last night the lightning were on, so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Met with right. some guys from the office. Yeah, we watched yeah. the game. It was right. probably eleven thirty okay. last night, so right. that didn't bode well for the, yeah, the five fifteen alarm. Sure. I, I shut it off in, immediately. Yeah, yeah. So, I th- uh, whatever I do, if it's something that's pending, I my eyes snap open involuntarily. Yeah, yeah. If I mean, I could go to bed at midnight, mm-hmm. and if something's in the in the burner, right in the in the back of my mind. That needs to be addressed. Yeah, Miles will snap open at three o'clock in the morning, really, or four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but however, if I have made enough accomplishments <laughs> in the day, then I can sleep. Yeah, then I'm, and then I'll you know wake up at six. Yeah, right. The but, the sleeping brain is a interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. I tra- I track my sleep religiously. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I got to stay away from those Kentucky bourbons though. That's the that's the rub. <laughs> um, okay, all right. Uh, Someone handed you a million dollars, man. What are you going to do with a million bucks? Just oh, for yeah. you. Just for you. Not for your kids. Not for your wife. Not for mom. Just for you. What do you do? I'm probably going to invest it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. No. No investment. No investment either. No investment either. So what can I do? What can you do with it? Buy crap. <laughs> 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 buy a boat give it away <laughs> give it away yeah yeah all right okay i don't know no tesla cyber truck for you you know i'm not a, i'm not a big fan of of that one uh no. i like the uh gosh what's the name of it nicola nicola yeah that truck is sweet it does look good right it looks but like they, a, they're in hot water right now why because they have a lot of promises uh-huh. and they showed a lot of visuals, oh, but nothing's yeah. <laughs> that's like it ends there, the, right? They've got they're in hot heavy water, D. What, uh, what was that? The the monster truck driver okay. helping them with everything. And, really, I, I don't yeah. know about that. So yeah. there's that one, and then there's the uh, Rivian. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool that's too. That's right. Uh, yeah, was that that's the Amazon company, right? That, that's the uh, yeah, I think so. Right, I think so. Yeah, um, Amazon and and Ford. I th- no. Ford invested heavily in, in another one. It's like the hydro, yeah. what hydrogen power, or yeah. whatever, or ba- hydrogen battery. Like five hundred million or something like that. They invested. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, to them, which is probably like a drop in the bucket. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Um, thanks, man, for yeah. coming on. Thank this you. was good. Absolutely. Yeah. Where what can people time. find you? Uh, they can find me uh, all over, I guess. Instagram, yeah. Kevin Instagram. Dame underscore MTG. Mm-hmm. Okay. For mortgage yep. um, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can call or text me on my cell, 863-860-5170. Very nice. And, uh, All right, dude. That's where I'm at. Thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the JJ Show. Brought to you by Karate Beyond. Discipline. Focus. Confidence. KarateBeyond.com. Martial arts classes for men, women, and children.
after-school pickup, evening classes, and summer camp. Visit KarateBeyond.com.